Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Politics is dead! All fail Prime Minister Boris! Hello and welcome to the Partly Political Broadcast, the comedy politics podcast that holds your hand while we hurtle into the political abyss, but politely asks you not to grip so tight as ours are really sore from three years of ringing them. This is episode 152, I'm Tiernan Duyeb, and yes, beanbag filled with sick, what if someone shaved then weirdly inflated all the worst bits of a Labrador, and like a cross between a croissant and an absolute arsehole of a man, Boris Johnson, has been voted leader of the Tory party, and therefore very likely by the time you hear this, Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. The 160,000 Conservative Party membership knew that two wrongs didn't make a right, but if you have one man who's essentially a withered, stupid punching bag full of wrongs, they may as well opt for that, with perhaps the view that the country will successfully idiot itself into recovery by the sort of fluke that happens to people that aren't clever enough to orchestrate it themselves. Boris Johnson had been the favourite to win from the outset, and yet now it's here, it's still pretty grim news. It's like being tied to railway tracks and pointing at the train in the distance for several hours before, but as its wheels churn your face into sad mulch, you overhear a familiar laugh that sounds like someone choking on their own vanity, and suddenly you realise that it's worse than you thought. Not only have you been killed by a train, but every passenger on that train is the biggest dickhead from your school, and the train driver is that one from N-dubs. Boris beat Foreign Secretary and loafer perplexed why it's been binned, Jeremy Hunt, by over 45,000 votes because Hunt was only the second worst ever Foreign Secretary and those Conservative voters only want the very best at failing in charge. In his victory speech, Boris said that he would say to all the doubters, Dude, we're going to energise the country. Because what the country needs is a stoner from the 90s who's going to invest all the money that's left into a smoothie machine. He insisted that the country are trusting in him to deliver Brexit, which isn't true. Only roughly 0.25% of the country trust him to be in charge. The rest of us wouldn't trust him to deliver a pizza without it turning up three days too late with a large arse print in the middle of it and given to you by a boy that he paid to take the blame for it while he's busy trying to bonk your neighbour. There have, of course, been messages for support. Upside-down fertiliser rodent Michael Gove wished Boris congrats and said it was time for the Conservatives to come together, as that's probably how him and Johnson used to celebrate at boarding school. The Trump family, a.k.a. the Hills Have Eyes But With Money, also congratulated Boris, with possessed Stepford wife Ivanka Trump saying it was great Boris is now the Prime Minister of the United Kingston. Though, to be fair, the West London borough might be all that's part of the union once Boris is done. 
Her dad, US president and half-digested dumpling Donald Trump, said that Johnson is tough and smart and they call him Britain Trump, which is an amazing way to contradict the first part of your sentence with the second. Johnson's campaign manager and haunted outie Ian Duncan Smith said that the whole mood about his win was very upbeat, though that is being said by the man that probably only really dances to the sound of universal credit being delayed. Ireland have said they'll work constructively with Johnson, which is a very nice way of saying they're already exhausted from having to rebuild everything he's damaged. The pound hasn't been affected by Johnson's win, but then how do you fall further than rock bottom? But there's also less happy voices, including Welsh party Clyde Kimry, who said there's now a clown as PM, which isn't true as clowns they're either buffoon-like or scary, not both in an untalented hybrid. SNP leader and number block Nicola Sturgeon says she has profound concerns about Boris, which doesn't seem right either as he hasn't said or done anything profound in his life. It'd be far more appropriate to have very, very basic ones. Brexit party leader and giant Antarctic polynoid worm Nigel Farage wished Johnson well on his do-or-die Brexit pledge, although not entirely sure on which part as it probably smarts a bit that there's now another populist banging the Brexit drum and this one doesn't need anonymous PayPal donations to do it. But it's not just the other parties that are concerned with the idea of a sex pest haystack in charge. Lots of Conservative ministers have preemptively resigned, knowing that they prefer to lurk at the back than be anywhere near the front of a Boris bus. Man who looks like the Churchill insurance dog and Justice Secretary David Gork has just left his post, saying he's looking forward to returning to the backbenches because if shit does hit the fan from there, he's likely to only get a few flex on him. Vampire High Lord Sir Alan Duncan quit as Foreign Minister on Monday, not even waiting for the news, hoping to launch a vote of no confidence in Boris before he was even sworn in as PM. It was rejected by the Speaker, potentially because now Boris has won, he might just quit before then anyway once he realises how much work he has to do. Others have also left, but Chancellor and what happens when cryogenics goes wrong, Philip Hammond, said he'd resign if Boris Johnson won, and by the time of recording, still actually hasn't. But then I guess Hammond's whole career in the Cabinet has just been promising to do things, then having to U-turn over them before they happen. How long Johnson will last is a question that not only his former mistresses have asked, but also even supporters of Johnson within his own party. It's a good point too, as last week MPs defeated the government in voting for an amendment that blocks the PM from proroguing Parliament, so Boris can't just suspend them like a shit zipwire photo op. And the EU have already shot down Boris's Brexit plan within minutes of him winning, so chances of him renegotiating a new or better deal are unlikely. It's like Britain decided that the woman with no emotions wouldn't work, so hey, we'll send in the dog from the porn version of Up, and if this doesn't work, we might just give the job to a chicken or a watermelon until the EU give in out of exhaustion. Plus, Boris's majority in the Commons is now down to just two, thanks to MP for Dover and official five-head Charlie Elphick being charged with three counts of sexual assault. It's going to court in September, so I can't mention anything else due to legal reasons, but what is clear is that with these charges, Elphick has definitely fucked Johnson. Labour leader and cheap knockoff Papa Smurf, where he's all red, Jeremy Corbyn, has said that his party will put forward a motion of no confidence in Johnson, but it'll be at a time of their choosing, and it'll be an interesting surprise for everyone. Ooh, will it? I mean, what time would possibly be a surprise? One minute after midnight on October 31st? Or are they planning to do it like a Beyoncé album leak and just pop it out unannounced on a Tuesday at 3am? Or will Corbyn pull it out of his sleeve along with some doves and plastic flowers in the middle of a PMQs? Who actually knows? Tomorrow, overstarched curtains, Theresa May will leave number 10 and be thrown down an elevator shaft in the Death Star, or whatever it is they now do to the bigger Sith Lords when they die. And Boris will make his first speech as Prime Minister of the UK, and it'll probably have some Latin in it, he'll probably say something that contradicts something he said last week, he'll try and make a joke that only Top Gear fans will like, and ultimately the whole world will look and think, oh, the UK have remade the US news but on a smaller budget, and with a cast that plays stupid even more theatrically. 
And while only 0.25-ish percent of the population voted for this man, we as British people have to ask ourselves, what has happened where we have allowed the country to be led by a man who makes Katie Hopkins seem progressive because at least all the racist terms she uses are modern ones? A man whose biggest achievement as London Mayor was building a cable car over the only bit of the city where there's nothing to see at ground level. A man who resigned as Foreign Secretary over a deal he couldn't back and then backed it. A man who won't even say how many children he has, possibly because he doesn't know, or possibly because he's waiting until there's enough of them for a full Children of the Corn-style army. A man whose privilege and wealth means he's bumbled through life screwing everything up and being rewarded for it, which is the worst sort of ham role model. And I pity the poor teachers who come September will have to say to their pupils, if you don't stop messing about lying and not doing your work right now, then you know what'll happen? Yes, you'll likely become Prime Minister. I mean, obviously, only if they go to certain schools. Boris wrote in his Telegraph column on Monday that Britain needs the same can-do spirit of the moon landings to leave the EU by October 31st. But there's big differences. The moon landings had a lot of planning, thousands of experts working on it, and a desire to look upward to furthering humanity, not inwards up their own arse where they aim to curl up and die eating tinned roast dinners as they run out of much-needed medicine. Well done, Britain. Well done. We did that with our divisive, self-aggrandising, colonialistic and unapologetic weight. Oh, no, wait, sorry, the Conservative Party did that. All 160,000 of them. Fuck those guys. Fuck them to hell. Or perhaps I'm actually being way too cynical and maybe they've just done what's best for the country. I mean, what better way to stop Brexit from happening than by handing it to racist human tumbleweed who spent £53 million failing to build a bridge? We can only hope. Oh, and in other news, the Lib Dems have a new leader or something. Boris Johnson is a blonde monster, the offspring of a bag of piglets and Wurzel Gummidge, British politics' own Wreck-It Ralph, a blonde guinea pig with an unfortunate talking arse growth, thatched roof on top of uncooked dough, an eaten mess, a squidgy tube with hair, the host body for a mop head. He looks like the stuff you find in your jeans pocket after a wash, but with a face. He's mutant belly button fluff. He's a human dustbrush. He's the star of 1992 film Beethoven. He's the man for whom the wah 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 trumpet noise was invented. Boris is a chicken-hearted, dunder-headed nincompoop. He's an unhinged flump. He's an overstuffed taxidermied llama. Boris, I've had too many Barockas Johnson. He's the combination of a bunion and some pissy straw. He's most well known for his role as Sad Sack in the Raggy Dolls children's show. Boris is the first successful cross of a golden retriever with a large, dull thudding sound. He's a condom filled with porridge. He's a useless windsock full of blancmange. He's a hairy sandbag of disappointment. He's a self-hating potato. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There you are, listeners. Uh, This podcast is one whole day late, just so you can enjoy listening to this on the first official day of Boris Land. Um, If you can hear this, that is, instead of the tuba noises that everyone else on the planet will be playing every time he walks around as Prime Minister. Sure, by releasing this on the Wednesday, it means it won't have his first speech as Prime Minister in it, or May's last speech as Prime Minister, or any indication of what Boris's cabinet will be like. But look, does it matter? Because none of it's going to be surprisingly good, is it? It's not like suddenly out of the blue he's going to go, oh, I've got Gandhi for foreign Secretary and Mother Teresa for Home Secretary. None of that's going to happen. I mean, May's speech will be like eating drying paint and will be all the same words as last time, only moved around slightly as she judders like she's going to cry for far too long and then goes away and instantly becomes forgettable. And then Boris's speech could be replaced by the sounds of two warthogs fighting each other inside a duvet set and his cabinet will likely be full of people like Pretty Patel, whose only real calling in life is trying to separate children from their demons and will end up as something stupid like Home Secretary, where she'll be in charge of national security, despite in her last job breaching it while on holiday and having to resign. I mean, why bother hearing about that? You may as well go outside and enjoy the heatwave death of the planet feeling nice on your skin and laughing about how you're not on the London Underground. I mean, unless you're on the London Underground or any similarly overly expensive, completely unvented trap to melt people beneath the earth. Um, I was on one today and it felt a lot like being stuck inside a teenager's sock after sports day. Proper grin. Proper, proper grin. Anyway, here we are, and thanks for waiting an extra day for this. Um, how is it listening to this on a Wednesday? Bit weird. I was all thrown off having a Monday to not really do much, uh, let me tell you that. Uh, sadly, uh, despite the wait, this isn't a proper episode this week, even though it's the last one before the summer break, and that's partly due to having a guest who was pretty interesting. I was kind of excited about it, and then the guest cancelled very last minute, and I can't even say who it was, so now it just sounds like I'm making it all up. But look, I pinky swear uh, they were and still are real, and hopefully they'll be on uh, in the autumn if I'm lucky. Uh, also, it's too hot to do a proper podcast today. That's the real thing. Uh, my headphones have pretty much melted my ears. And chances are you'll be unlikely to listen to too many words uh, in case your brain overheats. So just think of this as a kind of send-off for the summer and hopefully a small part of your coping mechanism as we further plummet into the too stupid era. Uh, thank you for listening, though. And big thank you to Anonymous for buying my several coffees last week. That's somebody who's called themselves Anonymous. That's not like the big kind of hacking uh, group, Anonymous. That would be... I mean, maybe it is, uh, in which case, thanks. Uh, and uh, I guess you're listening. Um, but it's very appreciated, whoever you are. And um, I know there won't be many of these episodes before September. Now, there probably won't be any. There might be some, who knows. Um, but I was on a tube yesterday and I desperately need rehydrating. So if there ever was a time to buy me a drink via the uh, Kofi, ko-fi.com forward slash bro account or join the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash bro, then it is now. I really need that liquid. Um, you'll have over six weeks to review the show, so please do that as well um, as you spend Tuesdays or even Wednesdays wondering what what's amiss uh, and yes it's the swearing bearded man in your ears uh, and as you feel happier about your life uh, because that's not there anymore maybe just write some nice words and a five star review on your podcast apps all about this uh, so I don't feel too sad um, I might release a few bits and pieces over the summer but it all sort of depends on what happens and if I can be bothered and if my ears have melted um, otherwise if you're London based or visiting London on August the 4th or 5th you can come and see my Camden Fringe show at the Camden Comedy Club and all details for that are at the thecamdenfringe.com uh, plus another podcast what I've been a guest on called called Top 10 
is now out. Uh, where I get probably too in-depth and passionate about which children's books I can cope with reading 600 times to my daughter. Um, yeah, it's a whole episode where I list my top 10 children's books, uh, which is fun. Um, and a lot of fun doing that as well, so do give it a listen. And there may also be some other podcasts and bits coming up. I know something quite interesting coming up, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but do check out the old social medias for that sort of noise. Or sign up to my personal mailing list at turnanddoyeb.co.uk for all that kind of stuff. Um, otherwise, it'll be back in September. I don't know when. Probably at some point. I think Parliament starts on the 1st. Uh, we'll probably give it a week of Parliament. I mean, who knows what's going to happen. This may come back in a week and I'll just have to sort of exhaustedly shout and scream at you as we elect our like second Prime Minister within eight days or something. Who the, who the fuck knows? Absolutely no one. Um, on this week's show, uh, there's not much else really to say. I know the Lib Dems are now led by Jo Swinson, who always looks a bit like she's smug that she's been made head girl yet again. Uh, I'm sure she'll do an absolutely brilliant job. Uh, hang on, let me just check my notes. Uh, advocating austerity. Oh, oh well. Um, she's the first party leader ever born in the 80s, which is very exciting for me, as finally someone in Parliament who knows all the lyrics to the Cities of Gold theme tune. Uh, plus, there's some concerning news about voter ID rollouts, especially as trials before meant over a 1,000 people couldn't vote. Although, judging by how people have voted in the last few elections, I'm not sure it's entirely bad that we stop them. Off oh, jokes. I'm only, I'm only joking, but maybe we shouldn't let them vote. No, I'm only, I'm only joking. Maybe not, though. Uh, nor will I be going into the story about Iran seizing a British tanker and Jeremy Hunt saying that Britain will seek to put together a Europe-wide Navy force to deal with it, which is, of course, nothing like the EU army he so opposes, because, you know, this one's in water. I mean, it does seem the way to keep Hunt interested in Europe is to involve able seamen. <laughs> or uh, Labour launching an anti-Semitism mini-site, which sounds less like a useful thing to do, and more like they've just messed up a palindrome. Um, so I could talk about all of that, but really, with Boris as PM, I guess the only thing we can do on this show that's of any use is to ask... Right, well, Boris is sworn in as PM by the Queen, which, as it's him, she might actually swear properly and just shout fuck and then try and lop his head off with a sword. Oh, I know she won't. I'm just dreaming. Let me dream. Let this guy dream. Uh, Then Boris will pick his cabinet. Um, So far at the time recording, that includes Mark Spencer, a man who looks like his face is reeling from a punch. Mark is most well-known for dressing up as Santa Claus for the House of Commons Children's Party, which is very impressive, as it does mean he's a Conservative politician that they trust not to just put the kids into a sack. He's a Remainer campaigner, which is an interesting move for Johnson. Or is it? I mean, Johnson's a contradictory piece of shit, so trying to read into any of this with any sort of motives or tactics is a bit like trying to make sense of why my daughter's currently walking around downstairs with a summer hat on, a plastic gold chain round her neck and shouting about crayons. But... Who else will be joining the Bow Cabinet? Uh, No one's really sure, but it's rumoured there'll be quite a lot of hardline Brexit-based types because, as we've seen over the last three years, they've got loads of ideas as to how to get things done quickly. And by that, I mean we're looking at several months of them complaining that they're frustrating their own process that they don't have. What about Boris's Brexit plans? Well, again, uh, he's been unsurprisingly vague. He said he'd prefer we left with a deal, but if that's not possible, we're leaving on October 31st. Do or die, which sounds like the sort of options you'd only find at the end of a dated pub joke. Johnson wants the EU to reopen the withdrawal agreement, which they've already said they won't do, and he wants to get rid of the backstop, which they've said can't be done, not least because it was a British idea and Johnson voted for it. But he also wants to do those things after we've left on October 31st, even though those are things that need to be sorted before we leave in order to be able to leave. He wants the chicken before the eggs have hatched, but by cracking them open early so they'll just sort of leave a bloodied album in everywhere and absolutely no one will be happy. So, plan A is to renegotiate the Brexit deal and leave by October 31st, which won't happen. Plan B is to no deal, but somehow manage that with a standstill arrangement from November 1st onwards, which also won't happen as that's not how a no deal works. 
Boris says he can use Article 24 of the GAT or general agreement on tariffs and trade and sadly nothing at all to do with hip-hop gun slang. But he says he can use that to make this work but if he'd read any of the other articles in it, i.e. 1 to 23 or 25 onwards, then he'd know, no he can't as that has to be done before we exit on agreement with the EU which means it isn't a no deal. Or Plan C, no deal with no planning, all of which we're tumbling towards like Boris on a chance slide, unaware or unconcerned for the toddlers that have gone before. German Chancellor and angry mushroom Angela Merkel has said the solution to the backdrop could be written in the political declaration, which means it could be removed from the withdrawal agreement, meaning that things could move slightly forward, but just really slightly, until the political declaration has to be done when suddenly we're all stuck again. But even to get to that brief chucking your problems further down the lane in front of you only to fall over them in ten minutes' time, those things can only happen if Ireland agreed to removing the backstop from the withdrawal agreement to the political declaration and then getting Parliament to agree to it, where Johnson probably will only have a majority of one, depending on the Brecon by-elections, and even then with pro-EU Tories, he probably won't win. But he can't prorogue Parliament due to the amendment voted on last week and legal threats to be does from people including John looks like he's been photocopied onto cheap paper major. So will much happen then between now and September? Unlikely, as much of the EU is on holiday through August. So it'll start again from September the 1st. Uh, Boris's first speech as a leader will be at the Conservative Conference on October the 2nd. And then by the time conference season is over, there's only a few weeks of parliamentary time before the October 31st deadline. So it's pretty impossible a deal will be sorted then, which means a no deal is more likely. But even in that instance, Johnson says he'd use the 39 billion so-called divorce bill to help out any no deal issues. But we'll still need a deal with the EU for trade and they'll probably ask for that money as a first port of call. So it could be an extension, aka die, not do, or just further riding on a spare tyre as all of us feel really run down. There's also the possibility that no confidence vote is called by Labour before then, and then there could be a general election. And if that happens, Johnson's majority in Uxbridge halved in the last election, and there's quite a lot of voter dissatisfaction in his constituency as he's never ever there. He could be the first Prime Minister to lose his seat. And then what? A Boris without a seat? Ah, Boris on the loose! Who knows what these next few months will be like, but what I do know is that if all Boris Johnson's ideas are just to try and leave something till he actually has to deal with it, I suggest we all spend the summer pretending none of this has happened and use the time preparing all of the popcorn for the autumn. And maybe some sort of nuclear bunker. Boris Land is a theme park with an awful lot of adverts and big notices, very expensive tickets, but then on arrival there's absolutely nothing there except a bike propped up against a tree and a sign telling you it's your fault for being disappointed. He's the love child of Bagpuss and an old jar of lemon curd. He's a happy slapped uncooked dough. Boris is Pennywise the unclown. He's an astromonge. He's a walking concussion. He's a jumble sail in a suit. He's a soft play area gargoyle. What if someone shaved Bungle from Rainbow? He's Marjorie the trash heap. He's Marjorie the trash heap. He's Forrest Lump. He's an animated pork bun. He's a concussed haystack. He's a T-bone steak that someone punched eyes into. Boris Johnson is a water wiggly filled with lard. He's 4,000 slugs in a trench coat. He's a punch bag made of overripe plums. Boris Johnson is what it'd look like if they made a CBB show about irritable bowel syndrome. He's the love child of a golden retriever and a lipoma. He's a gerbil taxidermied using gelatin. He's a silage filled dinghy. He's a vitamin deficient space hopper. He's a beef scarecrow. Boris Johnson is a canvas bag full of warm custard creams. He's a potato sack pulled over several bowling balls. He's a whoopee cushion filled with trifle. He's a vandalised bean bag. He's a punching bag filled with offal. He's a bizarro Michelin man.
And that's all for this week's Partly Political Broadcast and for the podcast until after the summer, if we're still here by then. And Boris Johnson hasn't started a war by trying to sell Northern Ireland to Donald Trump to use as a golf course. Thank you for listening over the past, well, ages. It's been ages since we had a break. Um, I'm exhausted. And if you do enjoy the show, then please don't forget to tell others to listen. Drop us a nice review on any of the pod apps and donate to the Kofi and Patreon accounts. Most importantly, though, have a lovely summertime where you'll be traversing the world one last time before British passports just become a useless bit of blue paper. Or if not that, maybe just enjoy spending every day wishing your children were back in school so you could have some sleep. Whatever it is, do make sure that you remember that winter is worse and you better get used to this as it'll always be summer in about 15 years time like a reverse and less entertaining Game of Thrones thank you Acast for hosting the show my brother the last sceptic for all the music and he'll have a new track out this Friday so do look out for that and to Cat Day for typing up all the linear liner notes and thank you to you just for being you no look at you no it's you see you in September bye this week's show was sponsored by that tiny fleeting sound of hope you can hear in between the tramplings of a giant man toddler's clumpy destructive feet and then As you listen closer, you realise, no, it's not a cry of hope. It's the relief that at some point we'll all die and finally get a break. Have a lovely summer. Don't forget to wear sun cream. Boris Johnson is a shit bagpuss. He's a leaking sandbag. He's an eroded beach ball. He's a dinghy full of meat jelly. He's an utter pudding. He's a tumble dryer filled with bricks. He's an old sleeping bag stuffed with semolina. He's a human barn cake. He's eye holes poked into a raw chicken. He's a car crash airbag filled with mints. A piping bag pummeled into a suit. A bloated spleen with eyes. Boris Johnson is a sentient portaloo. He's an armadillo fighting its way out of a burlap sack, but in a suit. He's a half-shaped honey monster with a head injury. He's a sofa put together all wrong. He's a human ball pit. He's a sleeping bag filled with dog food. He's a cross between Bulk from Super Ted and several Crufts rejects. Boris Johnson is a fat canary with toxic burns. He's a posh Chris Griffin. Boris Johnson is a cocaine punsy. Cocaine punsy. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.